Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views is from midstream. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into yet another rousing edition of the Views from Mint Street podcast, your home for all the Carolina Panther football talk you could possibly want. And then a little bit more. We are the three-legged donkeys that serve as your host. I am Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show in Greenville, South Carolina, right here in the heart of Carolina Panther country. And joining me, as always, my co-host, my partner in crime, we call him the great one, Lonzo Reitzel is here. And, And look, there's no way we're making it through this pod without talking about what Steve Smith Sr. had to say about Baker Mayfield being a three-legged donkey. But I want you to know, before we came on the air, Lonzo asked me uh, very concisely, what's a three-legged donkey? And I, I, I went through all the metaphors in my head about what that could possibly mean. Some dirty ones, some clean ones, some funny ones, some ha-ha. And I, I came to the conclusion, though, that I think – that Steve Smith Sr. literally believes that Baker Mayfield has the coordination and ability of an actual donkey that actually has only three legs. I I, I can't come up with any other metaphors. Maybe that's a common saying in some other neighborhood, but I can't come up with anything other than he genuinely meant Baker Mayfield is a donkey literally with three legs. See, I don't, I don't think that's what it is because later on he said – that the quarterback across the way, Lamar Jackson, is a four-legged donkey. So that would imply that there's something missing from Baker's game. Yes, one leg. That keeps him from being a four-legged donkey. But a four-legged donkey would just be a donkey. I, I just, I mean, you know, it's kind of redundant to point out that the donkey has four legs because all donkeys have four legs unless they're Baker Mayfield who only has three legs apparently. So here's the here's the full quote for those of you that have not yet heard it. Here's the full quote from Steve Smith Sr. He said, why is he saying I when he prepares but in the lack of execution he's saying we didn't execute. 
I'm trying to calm myself down, but this three-legged donkey that's playing quarterback, it's tough. Let me tell you, it's tough to watch, especially when the other team has a four-legged thoroughbred watching him play quarterback. There is no possible way any team that's looking for a foundational quarterback signs Baker Mayfield, end quote. So, he did not say Lamar was a four-legged donkey, so he said it was a four-legged thoroughbred, uh, which, of course, in the world of sports is uh, a great compliment. Listen, here's what I'm going to say. Um, Baker is not, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm ready in my heart of hearts to accept this, Baker is not the guy we hoped he was going to be. All right, he's just not. Now, that's not to say he can't grow into that guy, but unfortunately, he's out of time to grow into that guy. And we'll talk about the decision to play Sam uh, Sam Darnold as the starter coming up momentarily. But Baker is, I think, if he's not already out of time, he's rapidly running out of time to prove that he would be the guy here or, frankly, anywhere else next year, right? I, I, I think the most optimistic amongst us, right? The most optimistic amongst us were hoping that Baker was going to show up and we were going to get good Baker and he was going to grow into that foundational quarterback and we wouldn't have to worry about making a deal or sucking to get a quarterback next year early in the draft. But I think the deeper we get into the series, uh, into the season, the more we realize Baker is not a foundational quarterback. However, if you look back at that game last week and you put the entire struggle of the offense solely onto Baker Mayfield, I don't know what game you were watching, right? Like I saw the critiques of Baker being effectively locked on to one receiver and DJ Moore had a hard time getting through progressions, but here's the reality. Go back and watch any camera angle that is not focused solely on Baker Mayfield. And you are going to see wide receivers who weren't coming open. You're going to see play designs that did not take advantage of the fact that they were playing a tough, aggressive man on us. And you are going to see, and I don't really put it on as much on them as anybody else, but you're going to see for the first time. And I projected this, by the way, I told you this was going to happen. The offensive line, frankly, though, having the worst performance since like week one or two of the season so far. Uh, I, I like Steve Smith, right? Steve Smith's kind of in that category of if he played for another team, you hated him. But when he plays for your team, he's like, rah, rah, he's our guy. Like he talks a bunch of smack, but it's for us. So I'm good with it kind of situation. Uh if Steve only saw Baker Mayfield struggling in this game, I disagree with Steve Smith's take on the game, to be honest with you. Well, first of all, I don't know why he doesn't owe all three-legged donkeys an apology because I think his comments were insensitive. And, you know, those donkeys – Steve Smith doing, is canceled. They're, they're doing their best to get by. And you know what? They're, they just want to live. So, I mean, there's that. And also, Steve Smith – Kind of wishes he had an A in the middle of his name and uh, went by his full name, Stephen, because uh, these are the kind of comments that he seems to be trying to make there. Uh, and, and you're right about the the locked on receiver thing. Really what it comes down, I, I think I know what a, a three-legged donkey is. A three-legged donkey is 
someone who has draft capital uh, drawn up or, or, or tied to their playtime. That's what that is. So if you have too much playtime, a uh, third rounder becomes a fourth rounder or something like that. Maybe that's what the three-legged donkey is. The other thing is, I think that Baker is being too harshly criticized for uh, for his limitations against the, one of the better defenses in the NFL. And we, we touched on this a little bit in the last podcast. Let's put Baker in there against the hardest defense we're going to play the rest of the year, and then we can say it was his fault. If I didn't know better, it almost would seem like that maybe a coach has a vendetta against. Uh, I, I mean, you could you could look at it from that. If you were that hardcore uh, Baker fan, you could look at it in a, in a way that he's being put in positions to fail on purpose. Uh, but would PJ have done better? No, he would not. Uh, would Sam? Don't know. I guess we'll find out this week. But against the Broncos, not the Ravens. So so Sam could very well, and I know we're going to get into this more, but Sam could very well just come out and just shine like the sun against the Let's Ride guys. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Broncos country. Let's ride. I uh, I got into it on Sunday during the game uh, with a buddy of mine who is a Panthers fan who, you know, he, he comes in and he goes, hey, look, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember. And it was many, many tweets ago. But he said something to the effect of this is just this offense with Baker, right? This is what we are. And I said, well, h- hang on a second. No credit for the fact that you are playing uh, what was a top 10 defense in the league before they added Roquan Smith, and now you've got the most dangerous guy over the middle out there, right? This is a team that was uh, top 10 in sacks, top 5 in interceptions, top 2 in turnovers. This was a team that has been really good everywhere except against the pass. And again, keep in mind, this is because they had a great front seven, not a great back four. But now with Roquan back there, the you don't have as much time to throw the football. I said, do you really think that a guy like P.J. Walker or, or Sam Darnold would have come in there and done any better? And let's start the conversation with the realization and the reality that Our quarterback room is bad now, all right? It just is. We don't have to like it. We do have to accept it. Baker's not the dude. Sam Darnold's not the dude. 
PJ Walker's next. We would have the best quarterback room in the league if this was the XFL or the USFL, but it's not. It's the National Football League, and it's just not a good quarterback room. It's unfortunate, but it's true. But if you watch that game and your takeaway was, bah, Baker bad, and not with the platitude of other problems that we saw out of this offense specifically, I don't know what to tell you, right? Like, we were in that game until very late in the game, right? Like, we were in that game until very late in the game. And granted, you put a couple of offensive touchdowns up, and it looks like a completely different game. But we knew that if we were going to be in this game, it was going to have to be a low-scoring game. It was going to have to be a game that the defense did their job. They did, right? Going into the fourth quarter, the score was 3-3. And I very much felt like we had a chance to win that game against Baltimore, who, as I said in the pod last week, is an AFC, I don't even think, dark horse to make the Super Bowl anymore. I think they're a genuine AFC Super Bowl competitor at this point. For us to be in that game at 3-3, it meant that Lamar was doing the same things that Baker was doing, right? In fact, let's take a look at those numbers, right? Because Steve Smith said Lamar's a a four-legged thoroughbred, right? He's just infinitely superior to a three-legged donkey. Baker Mayfield was 21 of 33 for 196 and two interceptions. One of them very much in NHF and not his fault, right? Like it's a pick that should not be held against him. Lamar Jackson was 24 of 33 for 209 and one interception. So Lamar was better with the same amount of passing attempts. Lamar was better by three completions. He was better by 13 yards. And he was better by one INT if you hold both INTs against Baker. I hold one of them responsible. Lamar Jackson was not dramatically better than Baker Mayfield, right? Like I I saw Steve and a lot of other people talking about how how Baker Baker Mayfield paled in comparison. Listen, in actual play, sure. Because Lamar also had 31 yards of rushing. Baker only had 12. But it wasn't like Lamar Jackson just flat out outdueled Baker Mayfield in this game. Both of these teams were going up against very good front seven defenses. Both quarterbacks struggled. The numbers were remarkably similar. The one big difference in this game, the one big difference in this game, Lonzo, Baltimore rushed for 115 yards in one touchdown. Carolina rushed for 36 yards and no touchdowns. That's it. That's the whole ball game right there. The one aspect of the game. Now you can say because Baker wasn't effective with the ball, Baltimore was throwing extra guys in the box, and that would be a fine argument, except for that has been Baltimore's MO all season long. That's not special because Baker's bad. They've been doing that to every quarterback they lined up against. Uh, the only difference was that Baltimore had a ho-hum offense in terms of the run game, and our run game for the first time in a number of weeks sucked. So what you're saying is that a three-legged donkey is just a couple completions away from being a thoroughbred. So we're, we're starting, you know, as as we're as we're talking this out, I'm, I'm learning more and more. Uh, about the difference between a donkey and a thoroughbred, and I'm I'm so glad. I, I wonder I wonder if, if Steve knows that it's that close because uh, the way he's talking, it's like a, a mile between the two. 
Uh, but really, you're right. It comes down to the fact that the Panthers couldn't run the ball. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. The Panthers couldn't run the ball. And that was our concern going in, that they wouldn't be able to do that. And uh, they didn't. So uh, if, you, if, you, if you look at the first three quarters, man, this was such a good game. And what, what, is Shai Smith a, a three-legged donkey? Because he let the ball get ripped out and changed the complexion of the whole game. The momentum, everything. I don't think Baker did that. Uh, why isn't Shai Smith getting some negativity thrown at him? Aside from you know me, um, I, I think it's it's very myopic of certain people to only look at one player and say he's the problem. When, as you pointed out, there are several areas that could have been better, and if they were, we might have had a different outcome. Uh, by the way, I would like to go ahead and award seven views for Mint Street points to Lonzo for use of the word myopic. Bravo. Well done. It's a good. That's a good look for you. Um, that's a, I, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I look straight ahead the entire podcast. So. Oh, you nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of this is on Baker. This is on Baker. This is on Baker. I'm not sitting here and arguing that Baker Mayfield played well and was let by by the team that let down by the team. That's obviously not what happened. What happened here is that the run game did not exist. Right. And and, and what do we say on Friday's pod going into this game? It's going to be tough sledding. It's going to be a tough sell, but we have got got G O T with a capital G and a capital O and a capital T got to be able to run the football. If we want to establish any sort of passing game, we did not do that. It made it that much more difficult. Shy dropped a couple. You had the pick. You had an NHF as far as I'm concerned. Listen, I, I'm not I'm not sitting here standing Baker Mayfield. As I said to open this segment, I, I, I'm kind of over the Baker Mayfield experiment. It's just not going to work. It's not a fit. That's not to say he can't go somewhere else and get it done, but it's just not going to be a fit here. We are now looking for the quarterback of the future again. But the point I am making here, is that I very much hope that Scott Fitterer and Steve Wilkes, if he remains the head coach, and whoever else is going to step into an authority figure next season, I hope they are not taking the same stance as the fans that somehow this is Baker Mayfield's fault in its entirety because there were a lot of other problems that let us down on Sunday that need to be fixed if we want any chance, any chance of taking over what will be a very bad division next year.